You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano, and you are in for a treat today. This is a battle I am always having with clients and potential clients. And seriously, there are people I do not work with. I turn them away because of this issue. Too niche or not too niche. People think that it's best to cast this wide net and serve everyone. Well, spoiler alert, it's best to niche down. And I have been saying this to my people for years. So when my guest, Tracy Atsuka, finally figured it out, I had to have her on to share her story. Tracy is the host of the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast and the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK. And she started out with a much more general outlook and successors really come to her when she found her voice. And that's in working with women with ADHD. I know Tracy and have seen her over the years. So To witness this understanding of the power of the niche firsthand has been pretty incredible. So listen in while we go into specifics with how she took her ideas from everyone and some success to super niched and explosive success, like top rated podcast. I mean, amazing stats on that. A 13,000 person Facebook group selling out her course and working with just the right people. I mean, that's what we all want to work with just the right people. So my guest today is Tracy Atsuka. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Today, we are here with Tracy Atsuka, and we are going to be talking about niching down in your market. This is a big topic for me in working with my clients. My clients are always trying to cast a wider net and put up obstacles to me when I'm like, let's niche down, let's get it nailed. And so today, we're going to talk about the perfect example of why you should be niching down. Niching down leads to building better relationships with your audience and ultimately being more successful. It's about going deeper rather than wider. And Tracy's here today and we're going to talk about her story. Welcome, Tracy. Hi. It's great to be here. Awesome. Tracy and I have a a big affinity for each other. And I've mentioned in past episodes how I've had a mastermind that we put together on our own. And so Tracy and I have supported each other over the years. And that's why when she talked about this journey and this recent success, I was like, I'm so intimately aware of the journey because I knew the before and I'm so happy to see the after. So we're going to talk a little bit about Tracy's journey. Tracy, tell us a little bit like where you started from, what you do. Oh, I have done everything in true ADHD fashion. I have been an attorney, securities law. I owned a high-end women's wear business. 60% of our, our business was Saks, Neiman's, and Nordstrom. I was a real estate broker for probably 15 years. That was when, you know, I was raising my kids. And then my son was diagnosed with ADHD. And I was like, 
there's no way. Because, of course, I thought ADHD meant that you weren't very smart. And I knew just how brilliant he was. And we met with a psychologist who supposedly specialized in ADHD. And she told my husband and, my, and me that our job as his parent was to reduce his expectations because he was far too ambitious. At that point, I knew she didn't know what the hell she was talking about. So I fired her and I started to do all the research that I could to find out what is the ADHD brain like? What is ADHD? And lo and behold, eight months later, I discovered that he got his ADHD from me because it is as heritable as height. So while I was going through this ADHD journey and really trying to figure out what does this mean, I created a now patented program called Cortography. And the whole deal behind Cortography was to try and discover why are you here? What's important to you? What is your purpose in life? And so I created Cortography. Originally, it was going to be a physical product, kind of more like a game, but not a game. Mm -hmm. And I realized the cost of that and having, you know, been in the high-end women's wear industry, knowing, you know, that it, it wasn't just a widget. It was something that I was going to have to continually create and have inventory. So I've gotten smarter over the years. I decided that I was going to look at bringing cartography online. And I think that's probably where we met, right? Sandra was through Jen Laner's group, who's fabulous. And I credit her <laughs> with so much of what's happened lately with me. And so I took everything online and I thought, okay, I've built this incredible system. It totally works. There's nothing like it. It's step by step. And of course, I created it because my nonlinear brain needed structure. Mm -hmm. And created the system, thought, you build it, they will come. Well, you build it, and yeah, they kind of trickle in like little ants, right? They really don't come. And, you know, so I started thinking about, well, what else could I do? And I remember I was in Palm Springs, and out of the blue, Jen Lehner, our mutual friend, and she's a digital marketing coach, basically. She sent me a message and said, you know, it was something about authenticity. And I really think that, you know, you just really need to do what you want to do. And what I had wanted to do for the longest time, frankly, ever since I was diagnosed with ADHD, is I wanted to talk about ADHD. But I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, right? And at the time... <laughs> I wasn't a therapist. I mean, I wasn't even a therapist. And at the time, I wasn't even a coach. I'm now, you know, an ADHD coach as well. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, how am I going to be talking about this? I don't know anything about it. But there was something about her message and the, this idea of authenticity. And I just said, screw it. I'm going to learn about it. And I'm going to learn about it with other people. And so I created a Facebook group, which is now like 13,000 members. Amazing. And that was not even two years ago. And then in January of 2019, once the Facebook group, I started to realize that people were really attracted to this. And the group is called ADHD for Smart Ass Women. So the whole idea is that rather than pining away about all the weaknesses and all the things we can't do, why don't we focus on the things that we are so brilliant at? Because mm -hmm. your listeners probably don't know, but 60% of all entrepreneurs are ADHD. So there is something about that creative non-linear brain that, you know, we're all about ideation. We have ideas all the time. Now, we tend to be very good at the front end, but then we need to shore it up with other people that can help us actually <laughs> remain consistent because we have brains of interest. And so we're, you know, we're the shiny, bright object people. 
We are interested (laughs) in so much. So anyway, with the success of the Facebook group, I decided, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. And so I created a podcast, ADHD for Smart Ass Women. We now have, and this was January of 2019, so about 18 months ago. We now have over 250,000 downloads. We are the number one podcast for ADHD women. And in fact, we're probably a lot better than that. But there are a lot of corporate podcasts, whether it's women or not, there are a lot of corporate podcasts or a few that are ahead of us. And we're in the top 10 to 14% of all podcasts created on any subject. And so this was in in 18 months. And so it was just the beauty of... Amazing. Sandra and I were just talking about how (laughs) when I started cartography, it was like, well, who's cartography for? Well, it can be for young millennial women and it can be for women in their 40s and it can be for empty nesters. So, I was kind of being everything to everyone and in that being nothing to no one, right? Just not even being nothing. Totally. No, when you market to everyone, you're market to no one. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I talk about that (laughs) with respect to values all the time, you know? So if I say to you, oh, do you believe in joy? Is that a value of yours? Of course it is. And what about love? Oh, yeah. And what about ambition? Oh, yeah. And what about intelligence? Yeah. And so the problem is, you think you value everything. And when you think you value everything, ultimately you end up valuing nothing. So it's kind of the same, you know, the same kind of thing. But I was doing that. So it wasn't until I really got focused on who my audience was and who I wanted to be talking to, you know, because that's really where you're going to have the most passion. And totally, I chose platforms where I was able to be visible. I was willing to stand out. I was willing to lead. And by doing that, my people were able to see, ah, she's my person. And look at how she's talking about ADHD. I mean, every day I get several messages that you changed my life because all I could see was the negative because that's all anybody ever talked about. And when you see what the strengths are, you're like, oh my God, I love my brain. And I don't want to be like one of those boring neurotypical people. You were so broad before, you know, the idea of you knew you had some ideas and you knew that you had a product. And it was for recent college graduates and 40 year old women who were changing their life to leaving their career. I mean, you know, that idea only gives you so much space to really connect with your audience. And I think one of the things that we're really talking about here is that you were able to get into the mindset of your community. I mean, number one, you were in it. You were passionate about it and learning about it for yourself. But because of your niching down and really building this community, you were able to, as we talk about in marketing, the pain points. Like You knew those pain points. You were able to hit them and you were able to really resonate with an audience and speak to them. And in return, make them feel heard. I think what you did in your platform with the podcast was give them a platform to feel better about themselves and to look at their own life in a new way. So it's transformational. You know what I also discovered, which <laughs> I just discovered it with my newest you know, group of 105 AOK women. And I sort of thought it was true, but they really made it clear to me. And so then I went and I put a poll into our Facebook group. So I have always been so focused on, I want my life to have meaning and what is really important to me. I want to live to my potential. And I always thought I was such a weirdo because when I compared it to my friends, they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've got a nine to five and I'm making, you know, six figures and I'm happy. And 
why do you keep bouncing from thing to thing? What I discovered (laughs) is this is an ADHD trait. So all of the women in the AOK program, and I'm kind of jumping the gun. So what I did is I I launched a program called Your ADHD Brain is AOK. And all of the students have that same need. They are searching for meaning. They want their lives to have meaning and they want to live to their potential. And they're so fearful that they're not going to be able to do it. So what I did is I went back into our big group and I, I literally put that in a poll and I asked, do you feel like you're more like this than neurotypicals? Now, it was a small sampling when you consider, you know, the group is around 13,000. But 191 women said yes, and 14 women said no. And then when I piggybacked that off of my AOK sample of women, I realized that that is an ADHD trait. And so those were my people. And I didn't realize that. When I created Cortography, I didn't realize that I had more of a need to feel secure and, you know, certain about this than your neurotypical human. So it was interesting how it almost backed up into it as well. Well, I love that you were already on your path with creating Cortography. Like your mind was already thinking those thoughts and you were on a trajectory. But when you went further and got diagnosed and then really went further into how the ADHD brain works, then you applied those learnings and it clicked. Like what you were getting at before made even more sense. So I love the fact that you were able to rework what you already had and shift so that it developed further rather than saying, oh, now I'm going to go slap this on. It wasn't about that. It was saying you already had the foundation built with cartography. You just didn't know the niche that you needed to be in and really apply it to. And when we talk about this, so for the listeners, you created this other course called Your ADHD Brain is A-OK. And when you launched it, you sold 105 spots on your first launch. Yeah. So, you know, over the years, you had sold cartography and it was kind of dripping and drabbing here and there. And then when you really honed in and got into your niche, the first launch was 105. I mean, that is the power of niching down and not even in just a marketing sense. I'm not trying to be fanatical. It's from your heart. Like you are really like you found your right place and your right spot for things. So I had originally created Cortography and I had ADHD women purchase it. But did you know at the time that they were ADHD? Oh, yeah, because I was, you know, it was on my website and I knew it was something that they could use. However, I noticed that they had a more difficult time getting through it. Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I took cartography and I went back to the drawing board. It took me a whole almost year and a half. It was insane because again, it's boring work, you know, to go back and just kind of make things a little bit better. But it was important to me that I do that. So what I did is I decreased the length of the videos. I made them very short. I made sure the slides were very simple and weren't distracting, you know, because their brains will go off into something else or our brains. Um, I took the worksheets and I streamlined them. And I just I really made the system specific to the ADHD brain. I added a section on strengths because that is so important to our brains that we're working in our strengths instead of trying to shore up our weaknesses. And so I took what I had and literally spun it 
the foundation was similar. So what I had patented was similar, but I tweaked it and I rebuilt it specifically for the ADHD brain. It was already there. And through that, you attracted the right audience. You attracted. I mean, I love when you said, I found my dream 105 people. Like, that's beautiful. To find these people who are right for you. That is the goal for us as online entrepreneurs to say, I feel good about what I'm putting out and I found my people. Like I attracted them. What's so interesting about that as well is that, so I've got this big group of 13,000 women and the whole idea behind it was we are all about, we're strength focused, right? We mm-hmm. are going to talk about, you know, the workarounds that work for us. Obviously, if they're, you know, having a down day, they can post about that, but they always need to tweak it out at the end and ask for a workaround. So it's, it's not like all the other ADHD groups were all party. Yeah, exactly. It's everything that's wrong with me and all the pitiful memes, you know, all the stuff we can't do. I didn't want that. But with a group of 13,000 and we've got 10 moderators, but it's still hard to keep people on that more strength focused path. So what I noticed though, with these 105 women that are now in the AOK program, they're my people. They Mm -hmm. are who I wanted to find all along because like any group of people, you still have to niche down even further, right? Because not everybody is going to be your person. But with these group of women, they're just, they're amazing. And I'm just, I'm blown away. It doesn't matter how old they are. They still have this incredible need to know exactly who they are so that their life has more meaning and they can live to even, you know, a higher potential. I just love being around people like that. And I think it is brilliant that you have kept the focus of the group in strength because it is easy to say, oh, your need is ooh, 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 whatever. But like instead, you kept it on your path way. You're kind of saying, this is the path to growth, people. You know, you have to break that bad habit of ooh, ooh, you know, and get on to the strength path. And I mean, that's why I'm attracted to you as a friend overall. Like you are tenacious in that. And I want to talk a bit too about how you built this community. I mean, you, you attracted this community, you built this community. Let's talk a little bit about the Facebook group and how that came about. Well, I think that for the most part, there were a lot of women out there who were sick and tired of just hearing about, you know, just the pathology of ADHD, you know, that, you know, and that's what most of the doctors do too, is they, they pathologize it. Now, what's interesting to me is I, you know, I initially, well, we, you know, we talked to that therapist with my, well, psychologist with my son, and she was just so negative. And I knew my son well enough to know that, no, he should be as ambitious as he wants to be. That made no sense to me. And he's always been one of those second and third level thinkers. So, for example, when we had him originally tested, not for ADHD, when they were trying to figure out what was going on, they gave him a test and the tester asked him the question and he got marked down for it. She said, is milk pink? And he said, yes. And he got marked down for it. And in the meeting when she was saying, well, milk isn't pink, it's white. And Marcus looks at her and says, what are you talking about? Haven't you heard of strawberry milk? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) He was doing that second and third level thinking, right? And so based on my experience with her and my experience with my son, I absolutely knew that my son was brilliant at specific things. You know, he wasn't good at following rules. He wanted to do things his way. 
but he was smart. And so that was my first experience. And then when I went to go find more information, you know, to consult with experts, whether, you know, I'm talking about finding books or actually a human, I found that it was all about the weaknesses. And a lot of people didn't know about ADHD. And even the people who did, you know, the authors that were experts in ADHD, it just, it was so incredibly pitiful. What I discovered, though, is that there were some experts in ADHD who were actually very strength-focused. And the interesting thing was they all had ADHD. So I made a point to not follow or consult with anyone who didn't have ADHD themselves. Like, for example, you know, one of the basically the godfather of ADHD, Edward Hallowell, and then his partner, John, I don't think they're partners, but they've written several books together, John Rady, who wrote Driven to Distraction, and both of them have ADHD. And then John Rady wrote Spark, which is all about exercise and, you know, how it helps the brain and neuroplasticity. So I realized that there was a need for the strength-focused perspective. And when I went to go start the group, I wanted to make sure that those would be the kinds of women that we attracted. And so the way I did that was in our description of what the group was about, you know, I basically said that, you know, this is what we're looking for. And then in the rules, I made sure to say that, you know, we are all about being strength focused. So if you want to come here and just post sad memes, or if you want to come here and just complain about everything that's wrong with your brain, this is not the right group for you. There are a number of other groups that that's all they do, you know, 24 seven go there. And I mean, we've taken some heat for it. You know, there are people mm -hmm. who, you know, have called us ableist because ugh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I guess that because we say that there are positives with the ADHD brain and we look for the strength, somehow, I guess they feel like we're discounting ADHD as a disability. But to be honest, I don't believe it's a disability anyway. So who cares? I believe it is a different brain. It's a brain difference. You know, it's not a disorder. And there are a number of experts now that are kind of coming, you know, to the forefront in ADHD who agree with that. So that was what I was looking for as far as my vision for the Facebook group. And I think from that, you really tailored the content that you created and what you put forth in there. So, I mean, once it starts and then she tells two friends and so on and so on, you know, like is really how it builds. But it goes back to the fact too, and we talked about this previously in our launching episode a few episodes back, that building that community is such a key because you built that community while you were also on your own journey and really evolving the product, which ended up being your ADHD brain is A-OK. -okay. So by the time that you were ready for that, you also had this community that helped inform your decisions that you were able to try things out on, ideas out, polls out, all of those kind of things. So it's just really amazing to me that it, again, it, it's all started with the shift of going into your niche. Yeah. And also, I had fear around this idea of, you know, I'm going to go talk about ADHD. Like, I've had no training in ADHD. Right. Totally. I mean, none. Well, like, what the hell was I thinking? But I think my perspective 
was different than what was out there. I did the research and I mm-hmm. learned. So I was really learning with my listeners. And that I think is what they appreciated. And guess what? A year, almost two years, I have become an expert in ADHD. I know a hell of a lot about ADHD. Fairly early on, I did sign up to become an ADHD coach, and I made sure that the program that I went to was strength-focused, and so that helped me even more. But a lot of it was just I was doing something I was so interested in, something Mm -hmm. I needed to know about. I needed this knowledge not only for myself, but especially for my son, and I was so curious, right? I wanted to learn about it. And that is, to me, really where it started. I was in love with this subject. I had complete interest in this subject. Completely. And your passion comes through. It comes through now. It comes through on what you do on your podcast. And it also propels you to be thorough when the camera isn't on, so to speak, or the microphone isn't on. Like You are so propelled to start and finish. And I think that's a big piece as well, because when you talk about how the ADHD brain is lots of ideas, but your passion in it is propelling you to finish that research and complete that episode and do all of those things. Like you're able to see it through by your curiosity and your knowledge and what you're gaining you personally from it as well. So really that niching is the impetus of all of the success. Yeah. And building railroad tracks or accountability. Mm -hmm. For example, the podcast, right? You have to show up every week. Sure, you can batch them, but every week you need to show up. And I wasn't sure that I could do that. But the thing is, I may let myself down, but I would never let my listeners down. Like I cared too much about them and modeling consistency because I knew that that was something that they probably struggled with. So again, it was about my audience. Right. And you also are becoming a leader in that. Like I can do it. You can do it too type of thing. So you're leading them in the example. Absolutely. And I just actually outlined a podcast that I'm going to record right after this about that. Oh, awesome. Because in the AOK group, you know, there's so many women that, oh, I'm 50 and mm-hmm. they would make comments. Uh, some of the 30 year olds, it's too late. I'm too old. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking right. about? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, if I can do it, Anybody Mm -hmm. can do it. And the thing is, we all have fear, right? I mean, it is scary to launch anything new. And especially if you don't really have the experience in what you're talking about. I mean, that that only an ADHD brain would do, right? (laughs) (laughs) But the more you do, the better you get, the more you learn. It's honestly, I think putting yourself in the fire is the best way to do anything. Because certainly if you've got an ADHD brain, but any brain because of, you know, the dopamine and it's fun and there's, you just get so much positive emotion from it. And we talk a lot about accountability on this podcast, because that is what helps propel you. You know, I'm a big advocate of coaching and masterminds, because when you're left to your own devices, eh, maybe (laughs) nobody will notice. But when you have to show up, every week. And even in our group together, we showed up for each other. We gave each other assignments and we ended every call with, what are you going to do next time? And we held each other accountable to that. So that is a big motivator as well. And so I'm always trying to encourage people to have someone to work with, have a group to work with, or even just a friend that you are in touch with so that 
you know, you're saying those type of things and you're being held to them as well. You're doing it on much a grander scale by saying, I'm putting it out there to my audience and then holding myself, my feet to the fire to get it done because now it's out on the airwaves. Well, our friend Sandra Centurino, who was in our little group too, I think it was in May, she said to me, because I kept saying, okay, I'm done with your ADHD brain is a-okay. Now I've got to launch it. And I've done launches before, so it wasn't the big, huge, scary first launch, right? Right. But still, it's kind of like, ugh. And I remember her saying to me, no, get your calendar out. What's the date? And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? No, 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 I want a date. And I gave her the date, and I, I stuck with it. It was just as simple as just saying it, you know? to someone else that kind of boxes you in. And I'm always looking for that kind of accountability. I want to be boxed in. But you're also that type of person to hold yourself to it in that case. But then it gives you the, she's on it too. It's now on the calendar. And we always say, what schedule do you do? So even if it's exercise, even if it's a date with friends, all of those things are steps in accountability. Yeah. You have to think less about it, right? It's just there. And so you do it. Like I have this problem with friends where I tell them all the time, look, if you want to see me, it's got to be on the calendar because me getting to you and calling and what's the date. And like, I can't even bear that. I hate schedules and calendars. You just send me a date or it's on the calendar. Don't make me do it. So that's awesome. I really want everyone to take away from this how much your life and your business changed when you keyed into... I mean, you had a personal piece with it as well. But when you really niched down how the group grew and then the course sold and the podcast... I mean... I'm doing a podcast. I know how important that is in terms of reaching those numbers and having that like that is monumental. And so that's really something to be commended. And it all came about from that focus in this one area as opposed to it's really good for anybody. And I mean, here's the thing. Those ideas are probably really good for everybody. You know, yes. we talk about those ideas and that's why you created it. But Once you build out, once you build something, then you can build out if you choose or not to. But you have to get into the mindset of your audience and their pain points and understand them. And through this whole conversation, that's why people are drawn to you. You know, you had that same experience. So you know what their experience is. You weren't a therapist who studied ADHD and then said, well, this is what people who have ADHD experience. You're like, I know. It's half my family. You know what I mean? Like we are doing this. Like this has been, and that light bulb went off too of all these instances that you can pull upon from your past that you were like, oh, that must have been why. Like, you know, and and you being who you are. So I can't emphasize enough that it is the niching into your one idea and your one place. And you will be so much more fruitful in every way, not just monetarily, but the success of your podcast, for instance, like you're really hitting with the audience. Well, and you also then are so focused on if, you know, if you're all scattered and you've got all these people, how do you really get focused into your people and what it is that you love doing? You've got a niche down. And and I agree with you. It almost cannot be too small. <laughs> totally. And it's a fight. I fight with people. You know, they 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 tooth and nail say, no, no, I, I want it. It's good for everybody. And it's like, yeah, but start here. 
because then you also have the people who have the successes and then, you know, it can build out from there. So totally. I completely agree. And I was probably one of the people fighting you. (laughs) I think we did talk about that at one point where I was like, you know, because you, you know, think about it. You want to dial into the experience of your audience. So even if your ADHD audience is different ages, you're able to hone in on what their experience is. Whereas when you're just talking in general, you're like millennials have a different experience than midlifers, you know? So it doesn't allow for that. But the thread of the ADHD experience for you is that binding tie. So it doesn't matter what their age is because a 30-year-old is still having some of those brain pieces that the 50-year-old is having as well. I agree. Awesome. Well, I so thank you for coming on and sharing your experience with us and your knowledge and your vigor. I mean, this is what it's about, people. This woman, she is so excited and in love with what she's doing. Like, get that. Get that for yourself. Like, I know I always joke that I'm yelling at everybody because I'm the same way. (laughs) And I just want everybody to find that place for themselves. Like, have your work be what you're excited about. So well, thank and you again, Tracy. transformation too, when you see your people, your students, you know, saying, oh my God, I love my brain. That just fuels you more. I mean, it's just, it's a full circle. It really is. Right. I agree. You need to narrow down people. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. And guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.